What's up, guys? It's your girl, Victoria J. from 12th Street Talk Back. If you know someone that's suffering from mental disorder or contemplating suicide, please dial 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline or at Strength 741 741, or you can call 1 800 273 8255. I am not an official spokesperson for this center. However, I wanted to come on and give you guys some information before our upcoming show, which is Suicide in Our Black Community. Up next, peace and blessings. Welcome back to 12th Street Talk Back, where transparency is our love language. I am your host, Victoria J, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another beautiful day that God has bestowed on all of us. Let's thank him for his new grace and his new mercy that he gives us each and every day, and just keeping a hedge of protection around and about us. Amen. Amen. So guys, let's jump right in this morning. I want to come to you and talk to you about something that affects our community, our black community, our white community, our Latino community. But I want to specifically talk to my black community today. And I want to talk to you guys on the topic suicide. Being that we just lost Stephen Boss, aka Twitch, my heart goes out to his family, but as well as Chesley, Chris, and Ian Alexander Jr., Regina King's son, for those of you that don't know. We lost those three in 2022 that I personally know of, and I'm pretty sure there's many, many more, whether they were in the limelight or not. And I just wanted to... Send out my condolences, first of all, to each and one of each and every one of their families, but also pay them homage to the things that they had going on in their life with Stephen Boss, aka Twitch. He was a freestyle hip hop dancer. He was a TV executive producer. He was a TV personality, as well as his social media platform and the videos that he did on there and much, much more. With Chesley, she was a, first of all, she was Miss North Carolina USA 2019, as well as a extra correspondent, as well as a daytime Emmy Award nominee, as well as a devoted Christian activist, track and field, attorney, just so many other wonderful things that she had under her belt. And last but not least, Ian Alexander, which was a DJ songwriter and often was seen with his mom, whether they were doing something together and well on his way to having a great successful career. And unfortunately, all three had something in common. All three took their lives for one reason or another. Allegedly, Twitch, AKA Stephen Boss or 
however you want to switch it around. He drove from his home less than a mile away and took his own life in a hotel, allegedly. And as for Chesley, she jumped to her death off her balcony. And as for Eon, the particulars were not put out there. Allegedly, it said that he was bipolar. I've only seen that on one platform, but so I don't know quite if that statement is true. You have so much and so many things going on in the social media, but in his case, allegedly, as well as Twitch, both left stuff on their social media pages. It was said that Twitch left a message on his social media page a couple of days prior or what he said that made people think that maybe something was going on with him, allegedly. And then I seen for myself on Ian's page, on his social media page, where he made a statement about being on social media and maybe it was time for him to get off that platform. And he had a bunch of emojis surrounding his face, which appeared to be cartoonish. And it was just, it's been a sad year in our black community. And I wanted to talk to you guys as a mother, as a sister, and as a wife, and ask you guys, have you checked on your family members recently? Because it's definitely, suicide is definitely real. It always has been, but it's showing up more and more in our community. And as I did my investigation, I found out, to my surprise, it was so more so in the male community, in the black male community, it was higher in the black male males in the black community, more so for them than it was for women. 7.7% of black males take their life in our community. 17.5%, 18 years old, up to 74, it was recorded, took their lives between 2020 and 2022. 22% out of every 100,000 were males. 7.7% were black males. 7.9% out of every 100,000 was females. And that's far too many. It's far too many. And these numbers come from WHO, WHO, World Health Organization, as well as the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, National Centers for Health Statistics, and they said overall in the last two years, suicide percentages have gone up. And then especially in our black communities. And I wanted to take some time to shed light on it. 
and talk to you from a, a mother's standpoint. I don't know what I would do if anything happened to any of my children, but let alone if I didn't know that any of them was going through something mentally that they couldn't share with me or my brothers or perhaps my even my husband. And I want you guys to think about that for a minute. Even with your best friends, when was the last time you checked on that brother, brother? When was the last time you checked on that sister, sister? And I'm not talking about from a standpoint of it just being your biological sister or brother. I'm talking about a standpoint from a friend. If that was your best friend or your close friend or your buddy. We go through so much in our community and have been for a very, very long time. Our parents went through something. Our parents' parents went through something, especially with racism, slavery. Growing up in the black community has not been easy, even with drugs running rampant. It's just been one thing after another. And even in our brown communities and our white communities, they go through the same things that we go through, except for the fact I don't think that as far as us it it it's more like we are we're battling something every day every year every day from the time that we were born because of our skin tone if it's not police profiling or police brutality is racism on the job out in public and Sometimes you could say it's racism within your own community. And it affects us greatly. These numbers are real. These people are real. And then you have people around you where things are real. And it's time for us to stand up as a community to start taking notice of what our loved ones are going through. When I was going through the percentages, did you guys know that most of the people that take their life, more than half of them are from the ages 64 to 82? Yeah, most of the statistics People are dying because they're of depression. And I can see that, especially out of the pandemic that we just came out of and still is in. And I hope you guys are still masking up. I know most states have relaxed with the mask and my, I myself have, have relaxed, but I still at certain places wear my mask. But the pandemic was real with places being shut down, people losing jobs, people losing their homes, having to go into their 401ks. I know I certainly had to go into my 401k. There was a period there, and I don't know if it still is, and that's something I got to check into, where families couldn't find formula on the shelves. Going through the pandemic and then going through not being able to have formula. So you never know 
what's on somebody's heart. You never know what their mentality is and what they're going through mentally. And I know a lot of us, we grew up in a household where if it didn't kill you, it made you stronger. We grew up in a household where we didn't get regular spankings. We got spankings or whoopings, as we call them, with switches or anything our parents could get their hands on. And some of that may have affected us greatly. And I want to go back to talking about our elders, because you guys know I'm an advocate for our young community and our older community. When I read what the numbers were for our elders, I was shocked that they were taking their lives. Just as many of them are committing suicide as us or our younger generation. And then our younger generation, it started off at the age 10 and they broke it down like 10 to 14 in the males. Then it jumped to 23 to 34. And then it jumped from 45 to 74. And then they went on to say, even in the ranges of 84. And these are people that already have taken their lives. And then they went on to say that out of every 703,000 people, at least 20 people attempt to commit suicide on a daily basis, at least 20. Most of them through firearms, most of them through suffocation, most of them through poison or medications. Some other factors in them committing suicide, suffering with depression, chronic pain, family history, exposure to family violence, and also they talked about our black community, especially our black men being released from prison after so many years and not knowing how to rebuild or restart their lives. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why I do push to get as much information as I can out there about any, to anyone that has been incarcerated to be able to jumpstart because Lord knows our society locked away so many of our people and think that they're supposed to come out and have this grand life, but they shut the doors in their face when it comes to job and even housing. But I want to move backwards a little bit and talk about our elders. When was the last time you checked on your grandmother, your auntie, your uncle? especially the ones that lost their spouses, their loved ones. I know we as a community, we stop by every now and again for holidays. And some of us, you know, we go by like my husband and I, we go by and see his parents on a weekly basis, whether it's just taking out the trash or sitting down talking to them or picking up, picking them up to take them to church. But some of us, we stop by and see our grandparents when it's a special occasion or that aunt or uncle when it's a special occasion. 
But when was the last time you really sat down and talked to them? Because I believe, and this is just my opinion, when they grow old with somebody and they lose that loved one, they do go through depression. I've seen it happen out of my own eyes. Or when they do get older and they don't have anybody in their lives on a day-to-day basis, they do get lonely. And even with, I can see it with them saying chronic aches and pains. Our elders go through arthritis, gout. In our community, we deal with diabetes, heart disease, and a genre of things that affect our health. And especially in our older community, they didn't go to the physicians as much as we do at our ages. They self-medicated, self-healed, self-home remedies, and they kept it moving. And as well as their mental status, what didn't kill you made you stronger. And Lord knows they dealt with a lot. We're we're dealing with a lot. It's like it's a, re- a repeat all over again when it comes to racism especially from the people that is supposed to be protecting our community. We deal with a lot on a daily basis. And how about prior to what we're going through now? How about that child that went through incest or molestation or physical abuse from a parent or physical abuse if they were in in a home, a foster child. And what about in today's society now with the social media platforms? I was in my attempt to find so much information. It is a genre. I don't know if genre is the right word. There's a lot of information out there. It would take me several segments to just cover everything but they were going through and they were saying social media is one of the platforms that caused a lot of our black men and women they are three times they were three times likely to commit suicide and three percent did in 2020 and they called it cyberbullying. And I can believe that. And they said social media ramps up the pressure to fit in. And I believe that. I do believe that if not used in the right way, social media could be the devil. Because you have so many people with cell phones. And you don't even have to have a nice iPhone. You can have a regular Joe Blow Android phone and go live. And a lot of these people, and I'm not even going to say young people, because just when I'm scrolling or if I jump on to post that a new episode is coming out and I happen to scroll through, I do want to see what's going on. And most of the time, it's a lot of our black community putting their lives on display for that good old almighty dollar. And these platforms are paying them well in the thousands of dollars to put their lives on this display. And the more ratchet it is, the more entertaining it is. And the more views and likes that they get, 
the more some of these platforms are going to keep pushing. But if you look up under some of the comments, people are so cruel and so mean. And if you're one to read the comments to see how many likes you got or didn't get, some of that stuff is offensive. People sitting around on their phones all day just to say something nasty or mean. Just to break somebody's heart or make them feel bad about themselves. It goes back to being bullied in school. I know I certainly was bullied in, in middle school and a little bit of my high school years until I, I took on what my mother called thick skin, tough skin. But that didn't make me feel good to have to do that because it changed who I was. I'm, I'm a happy-go-lucky person, always have been. But during those years, I had to be on guard. And a lot of us want to laugh and joke about it in our older age and remember when we beat somebody up or we bullied somebody. But the fact of the matter is, you don't know if that messed somebody up mentally. And it still goes on today. You got kids making homemade bombs, ordering gun kits, and making these homemade guns, or even getting their parents going, guns, going to school, killing somebody, and then turning around and killing themselves. That's suicide too. So I asked you, when was the last time you checked on that loved one? When was the last time that you really had a conversation with your brother, brother, the one that said he lost his job and you know he has a family to feed, he has a wife to support, the one that you hang out with and, and laugh and joke with? When, when was the last time you seriously asked him if he was okay, if he was going through something, especially if you knew that he was going through something? Or did you just dap him up and pat him on the back and send him on his way. Same thing with my sisters. When was the last time you asked your sister's sister how they were doing? Or did you listen to them, as we call it, gossiping, whining, complaining, and pay no attention to it? Or maybe run off and tell someone else what they told you, not knowing that that young lady could have been really hurting behind that breakup, that separation, that divorce, the kid that's acting up, the job that she lost, the financial hard time that she may be having. And I'll go back to saying even physical abuse. When was the last time you talked to your sister, sister for real? And not just your biological sister and brothers, ladies and gentlemen. What about those best friends that you sit down and open up a beer with? Or that best friend you go get your nails done with? Or the one that you hang out with that you go to the club or whatever you may do in your leisure time? When was the last time they complained to you about something or that which you thought was a complaint? But they was really serious about it. Did you dig deep enough? to ask them what was on their mind? And did you genuinely sit down and listen without offering a solution as we sometimes do as women and say, oh girl, don't worry about that man. Don't worry about those kids. Get over it or take it to God. And that's another thing I want to say as a Christian, 
We take many, many things to God. And our mental status is one of them. And I pray and I take everything to God. So so does my husband. But at the same time, if I needed to go see a therapist, which I have before, I'm going to do that if that's something that I need to get out of. Because we think of our spouses as our therapists. And they didn't marry us to be our therapists. So that's the difference between a husband and a wife and a therapist. Also, it's a difference than holding all that stuff in and thinking that your spouse is supposed to fix it. As a Christian, we go through a lot of things just because we choose to walk with Christ on a daily basis and not just here and there. We still have to deal with people in the world that does not walk with Christ. We still have to put up with attitudes. We still got the same financial problems. We still got the same problems with our kids. It's just that we choose a certain lifestyle, but we still go through the same thing. And we have to work harder at controlling our mouth, controlling our temper. So everybody, whether you're a Christian or not, sometimes we could use that therapist or we could use that good friend to talk to us, to help us through the day. And even with that being said, the Bible says, love thy neighbor. And I want you guys to really think about that. When was the last time you loved your neighbor? When was the last time that you seen somebody going through a hard time and you knew they were going through a hard time, whether it be your neighbor, brother, sister, cousin, uncle, aunt, where you offered to lend a hand, cut the grass, pick up an extra loaf of bread at the store, offer them a ride, or perhaps give them information about a position or a job? That brings me into a whole nother realm of things. Sometimes we can get bullied on our job. I know we had a circumstance here a year or so ago where a guy, two men got into it. And the guy ended up coming back shooting at the plant. And I know that it goes on, especially in some of these production warehouses Because you have people that have the big head and think they can talk to people any kind of way, whether they be a supervisor or a lead. I've been in some of those positions where I've seen it done to people. I've seen people bully people. And for nothing else, you're not going to walk off your job if you really need that money. So we all go through something in life. And you never know what anybody's mental status is. So I want to encourage you guys to check on your brothers and sisters. And if for nothing else, check on your children. See what they're doing behind closed doors. See what they're putting out there on social media. Because I think a lot of that too, all this social media stuff, a lot of this acting out, they could use a little therapy before it goes too far. As well as that person that's always happy, happy go lucky. Everything's a laugh, everything's a joke. Check on their mental status because that could be just a front. 
It could be something they're just doing in front of you to mask the hurt and the pain. Let's start in our own community, which is our family. Your family is a community too. Let's start there and checking on our loved ones, checking on that grandparent that may live alone. And that's another thing I want to touch real quickly. We as Americans have come so accustomed to throwing our loved ones, our elderly, into nursing homes, assistant living, after they lose their spouses. And we go check on them on holidays. That's depression as well. And then some of these people in these facilities are not giving the care that you think that they're given. Check on your loved ones. Check on your older community. Check on your younger community. Make a difference in someone's life. Be a beacon of light in someone's life so that we can stop some of this madness. And if you can't do it outside of your house and your community, where else can you do it? Your home is your community. It starts there, especially if you have children especially if you have someone that you care for. And us women, and I'm guilty of it too, of putting too much on our mates. And I always tell my husband that I'm always talking about something or bringing something to his attention. And sometimes I accuse him of not caring. And he'll tell me, it's not that I don't care, I heard you. But the difference between me and you, Victoria, is I take it to God. And once I take it to God, I leave it there. He said, but, you know, sometimes if you see me laying quietly or sitting quietly, I'm thinking about everything that you said, and I'm thinking about how to fix it. It hasn't escaped me. So I have to back off and give him his time because sometimes we as women, we can be a handful, but also to our men. Sometimes y'all can be a little bit more of listeners, instead of saying that we're whining and we're complaining about things, because I know we bring you guys a genre of stuff, but y'all could listen a little bit more, be a little bit more attentive, and be aware with your family and your friends, guys. With that being said, it's my time. Thank you so much for supporting my channel. Stop on by at 12th Street Talk Back on Facebook, or stop by our website, 12thstreettalkback.com. And leave me a message on Anchor FM or on Spotify. Thanks again and peace and blessings. And we'll see you on the next show.